0: Welcome to Psychs in the City, the modern day mental health podcast brought to you by Dr. Ditzel Psychiatry. Each week, New York's top psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, is going to bring you an interesting mental health topic to continue the conversation and help end the stigma surrounding mental health. No topic is off limits when it comes to Dr. D psychiatry. And with that, here's your host, Dr. Jeff Ditzel.
1: Welcome to the first episode of Psychs and the City, the brand new podcast where myself with the help of New York's finest psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, explore and break down all aspects of mental health. On this week's episode, we're discussing all things anxiety. What is anxiety? What are the signs to look out for and how to function with having it? But first, the doctor is in the house. Dr. Jeff, how are you?
0: Hey, Good. Always good. Thank you. It's good to see you as always.
1: Well, wow. always a pleasure, never a chore. Bit of an English saying there, but here we, here we are. <laughs> so let, let's get right into it. What is anxiety?
0: Well, I mean, it's a good question. Anxiety isn't necessarily pathological. Uh, it's protective a lot of times. So I think, you know, people get anxious and then they assume that the whole process is something that's, you know, run afoul, or or, um, uh, this isn't necessarily a good thing, Um, but in context, it's protective and a lot of times motivating, pain motivates a lot of times better or more than uh, (laughs) pleasure. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Both, depending on where you are in New York City, I guess. (laughs) But um, anxiety disorders, however, are a situation that is... um, something gone a bit right where you're stuck in sort of a sympathetic nervous system over response Um, the anxiety you feel being out of proportion to the stressor so it's one thing if you have a stressor and in proportion you have a response of, of anxiety that's protective but when you're sort of stuck in high gear for anxiety and your anxiety is totally out of proportion to the stressor that's when it can be uh, pathologic that's when it can be a problem okay. and that's when people should probably look to manage it in some way
1: so with that in mind i have struggled with anxiety now for about three years i have various different triggers that i notice where, where it affects my breathing it affects kind of how i look at my day from a psychiatry point of view, like what are the triggers that people may experience that can lead to anxiety or anxiety disorders?
0: So what can lead to it or what, what are the sort of the signs that you wanna watch out for?
1: I think it's the signs. I think no matter how big or small something can trigger a mental challenge such as anxiety, mine's little things like a change of routine or you know the bin men not emptying my bins or something very very minor can really trigger mine yes. sorry that's, that's probably a very
0: Empty my bin. <laughs> 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 it's
1: a very british thing but yeah it, it's, it's annoying and it really it really ruins my day but then it has a bit of a ripple effect but i didn't understand that i was actually having anxiety and which led to then panic attacks but now being on this mental health journey and you know working with yourself in the practice yeah i now notice what my triggers are and what i can do to help them Mm -hmm. what are the common signs of anxiety
0: a lot of times people have you know obviously excessive worry um or they're anxious about; they feel anxiety about a certain thing. Um, other times, they might have more subtle tells, but uh, sort of like a tell in poker, uh, you might get sort of a feeling that your mind is kind of looping, or yeah, <laughs> <it's> probably unfortunate, <laughs> <laughs> Shireen, right? But your mind is like kind of stuck, like a uh, a record that gets stuck, yeah. and kind of keeps. Going over and over Um, things—it's called uh, anxious rumination.
1: Oh wow! Uh,
0: A lot of times you have tightness of the chest, or upset tummy, or get tremulous, or feel as if you're having a a pounding heartbeat. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think you have the right of it. You know, really, the the idea in um, this is to keep yourself from going into sort of the red zone of the almost like a speedometer. Yeah. um, where you're reactive and, and anxiously ruminating about a topic. So a lot of times uh, people have something occur and uh, they don't realize that they have thoughts in reaction to it that aren't necessarily um, something they have to follow. But if you don't yeah. understand that you're not your thoughts, your thoughts are just a part of you, then it's really difficult to uh, make the distinction that you can choose to follow certain thoughts or not so you have an element of control there
1: i think too. that i think that's the perfect way of explaining anxiety is i mean it's definitely something that i relate to is and that triggers my anxiety is the lack of control Mm -hmm. but it's by and we'll get into the coping mechanisms and things you can do to kind of help you know prevent you get to that point but it is that Lack of control. It's a, it's a bit the way I describe it is a bit of a, like an outer body experience. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I know what is going on, but I can't really control, like, you know, my heartbeats, like beating out of its chest, like my shortness of breath. Like I get quite sweaty, I get very nervous. It's really weird. Like, mine triggers in the morning before anything's actually even happened. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's either like I'm excited for the day or I'm nervous for the day ahead. Obviously we're living in a very weird time at the moment where, you know, every day is completely different. There is a new, you know, it's either the news, something's kicking off or, you know, the virus or, you know, anything can like kick it off. At the minute with us living in this really very, very weird time, what would you recommend from a professional point of view other than seeking out and getting professional help is there tips and tricks that you would recommend
0: yeah uh, within the practice you know um sort of weekly a number of clients will give their best ideas on how they're managing i guess the first idea to to sort of um acknowledge is that you have some say in which thoughts you choose to follow or not and yeah Your mind is kicking up thoughts all the time it's kind of like debris right and um your reality is is very much defined by which thoughts you choose to focus on yeah so knowing that you have some agency in like what you allow uh yourself to follow yeah you a means to actually control the situation and calm yourself down one thing would be not to get into an anxious sort of circuit to begin with yeah uh, anxious system. So that's kind of monitoring yourself throughout the day and choosing to get involved with things or do things, um, knowing that certain things will drive you into that red zone over the line. And to the point, people aren't at their best right now. They're not as uh, resilient generally. Uh, There's this pervasive anxiety that's, you know, engendered by the pandemic and you know, our response to it and shut down (laughs) in times or just all the things going on in the world, politics and everything else. So the mind kind of holds onto that stuff and is always thinking about it and kind of ruminating about it and it can't really solve for it. So it'll kind of keep tracking and going around and around sort of in the background. And I think that uh, people have less resilience um, and that they are likely to be more reactive to certain situations and kind of get into an anxious state. So one way of managing it would be monitor your your tells or your signs or whatever your prominatory yeah. symptoms are, like uh, tightness of the chest or I start to get a headache. And then you know, oh, I'm starting to get...
1: It's on its way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like the, it is those trigger points, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. What you describe actually is a very common uh, uh, symptom of you know, anxiety in the morning, um, much akin to panic. So a lot of times um, it's just out of nowhere and you'll start to yeah. have these thoughts. So if you weren't able to manage yourself away from the, that red zone of anxiety, then you have to break the circuit once you're there. And um, so there's ways to manage your thinking in your mind to kind of bring yourself back from, from the ledge.
1: No, I love that. And I think from one bit of advice that, that I would give that, that really helps me, I obviously everyone, well, the majority of the world is pretty much working from home at the minute. So when I do have that fear of like dread and worry and anxiety, when I first wake up, I always set my alarm for like an hour before I start work, which gives mm-hmm. me time to either go for a walk or do something, have breakfast before I start work just to give myself that bit of routine like keep my i know it's not my normal morning commute to work but it keeps me in that frame of mind keeps my routine going and that's part of the my anxiety that i can control another thing that i go to and it's probably one of the best bit of advice that i've ever been given is the circle of control so Quite often, I will draw a big circle and a smaller circle. So, the smaller circle is the stuff that I can't control, which I may be worrying about. But then the bigger circle is the stuff that I can control. You know, that could be anything from, you know, the time I wake up in the morning, how I talk to myself, self care. That's what I can control. We as humans, I think we concentrate on what we can't control, like, you know, the pandemic the weather, other people's opinions, actions, whatever it might be, but which really badly triggers my anxiety because once I go down into that kind of rabbit hole of worry and anxiety, they're my trigger points that seem to kick it off. But seeing it visually in front of me, like this is what I can control, it kind of leads me back to a sense of control. I completely understand. I've said the word "control" too many times, and it's starting to sound weird when I'm saying <laughs> okay, that out loud.
0: video, it's, it's okay. <laughs> horrible.
1: <laughs> but it's about visualizing what you can control and taking it back a little bit because it is the simple things that I find really help with my anxiety. So yeah, yeah no,
0: that's, a, that's that's actually very profound. So what you're talking about is setting up a structure of your day where you're using intention to move through your day and yeah. control the things that you can, which there aren't many. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: so, it's those so- little
1: things that really take me back. Like I can control like what cereal I have for in the morning, like what I have for lunch. I can control these things. And with me taking those c- control of those little parts of my day, It kind of gives me that confidence boost that, well, yeah, well, I can control what cereal I'm having. I can control the weather. You know, I'm not a superhero, but it gives me that that confidence. Well, I'm not going to let, just because it's raining outside, I'm not going to let it ruin my day. That's
0: what a superhero would say, though. They would say they're not Yeah, (laughs) superhero. Very, very sly.
1: (laughs) I don't think there's any British superheroes. So I feel like if there is going to be someone... That would take that mantle. I would, I would probably apply for that job. I have no special skills whatsoever. You have a very circle limited. of control. <laughs> <a> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: I can control what I have for breakfast. <laughs> I will so be in very, the very Avengers.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like but it is, and it's,
1: <laughs> it's really important about going after those little wins and those little bits of control that we can, because we do spend so much time worrying and panicking about the things that are out of control, which again, trigger from a personal point of view, my anxiety. So it's about what works for you and finding it. I want to link that into where we're going to go next with coping mechanisms what do you what's your coping mechanism when things get a little bit hectic or what what's your go to
0: well, i have a certain way of looking at things that i rely on um and i'm always trying to improve the process it's uh, by far from perfected but the way that i kind of look at things is that um we go about in the world and we're sort of unaware of how things generally work. We're we're just kind of living our our experience and kind of reacting to things. Yeah. But generally what you want to do is, and what I do is I create a mindset that allows me to um, kind of address um, obstacles and issues that are coming, and do it in a way, do it in a manner um, that gives me uh, not only the ability to get something done, but do it in a way that's energetically buoyant. Yeah. So it gives you an element of control. So if you populate the intervals of your day, if you structure your days, which is something I think that's very important for people right now. And uh, when the beginning of the pandemic happened, I think most people thought, okay, well, Netflix and work yeah. from home and <laughs> track myself.
1: Pajamas every day. <laughs>
0: yeah. But as a long term strategy, people have seen that doesn't work. The mind starts of looking for things to do and often yeah. ends up uh, getting on the internet or Netflixing or whatever it does. <laughs> and you can only distract yourself for so long. So at some point you want to organize your thinking and your mind so that you can uh, basically use it to your advantage. It's not just yeah. kind of reacting. Baseline function of the mind is like to keep its human being alive. So a lot of times the mind is, if not tended, if you're not actually engaging it, It's going to flutter about looking for things that might hurt you (laughs) (laughs) and it's going to want to keep you safe so uh you know left to its own devices it's going to whisper in your ear there's a conversation going on all the time and generally the mind is uh saying you know uh negative limiting automatic thoughts like don't get up don't get out of bed it's too cold that type of thing just one more
1: episode one more episode. One more episode
0: right. <laughs> <King of> Thrones.
1: <laughs> it's like, are you still here? Yes, I'm still here. Netflix. Right, right. <laughs> of course, I'm still here. I've got nowhere else to go.
0: <laughs> so, kind of realizing that 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 once you engage your mind, you can actually hack it and use uh, that very very powerful uh, organism, organ <laughs> thing <laughs> to your to your advantage. Okay. Um, so the way that I look at the way that I cope with it is I have an understanding that I remind myself every day, sort of validate every day that there is some control that you can have of this. If you, uh, set yourself up like you do in the morning, go for a walk, get sorted, think about how to approach your day with intention and then start chunking your day with intervals of purpose-driven activity that you imbue with meaning. So you want to do things that actually get you closer to the things you want to achieve and populate the moments of your day, the intervals of your day with activity, right? But activity that you give meaning so that it's actually satisfying. Yeah. And if you do that, I think essentially what you're doing is you're making a promise to yourself and keeping the promise. And if you do that enough times throughout the day, you build something that you know is akin to self-assurance and self-confidence, right? Self-confidence sounds a lot like self-assurance. Self-assurance yeah. is basically <laughs> trusting yourself.
1: I think it's one thing that we don't actually do as humans is trust ourselves, trust our instincts, unless it we're in like very high-pressured situations. But on the on the back of that, I just want to like reiterate that. These coping mechanisms that we're discussing, like they won't work for everyone, but it's about finding what works for you. Like applying structure will help anyone. Like that is a guarantee. I I will put, I will bet my house on that. (laughs) That will work. But getting you through that day, it's about finding the right coping mechanisms for when things when you are feeling anxious, where you are in that state of panic, there is no one size fits all for, you know, any mental challenge. So if these things that we're talking about don't quite work for you, don't take it to heart. I hate meditation. I hate goat yoga or whatever it is that they recommend me to do. I doesn't work for me. So I've allowed myself to try these things and find what works for me it's so cheesy to say but mental health is a journey it's not just a you know one fix next day you're going to be fine it it doesn't work like that you are going to have to put the work in but for someone who has come through the other side and still lives with a mental challenge it's about applying and wanting to get better because you are so much more Than your anxiety is so much more than you know your panic attacks they're just a small part of you just as you have so many of that incredible qualities and like we've covered it off but you know it's about when you're on this bit of a journey you can actually use your anxiety and you know this state of kind of panic to drive and motivate you through any life struggle you can you know some of my panic and my manic states actually power me through some of my workouts through my working day you know it there is just don't let it define who you are we've we've discussed some obviously some very serious topics there with it with anxiety gave you some tools and tricks on what you can do i personally highly recommend the the circle of control like write it down visualize it you know, like Jeff said, it's giving yourself that mindset structure, allowing yourself to win, giving yourself the tools to survive whatever challenge or mental challenge might be put in your way. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week with a brand new episode with a brand new mental challenge. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, give us a like, give us a follow on social media, and we will see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Sykes in the City. The podcast is all about ending the stigma surrounding mental health. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, and follow us on social for more exclusive content.